Today is the Yurtzeit, the day of the passing of Moshe Rabbeinu, and it's also Erev Shabbos Zohar. And obviously we understand that there's a deep connection between these two things, because Moshe Rabbeinu was the first one when a Amalek attacked us for the first time in the desert. Moshe Rabbeinu was the first one that led the battle against them, and he said, Bechar lanu anoshim. He said to Yeshua, bring people to fight a Amalek. And the sages teach us that Moshe Rabbeinu was saying that we need Anshe Moshe. We need people that are connected to Moshe Rabbeinu throughout the generations, because of course we know, as the Torah says... As we're going to read on Purim, when Amalek came after the battle of Amalek, Hashem swore by his name and by his chair, Melchama Lashem Ba'amalek Midor Dor, that in every generation we're going to fight the war against Amalek. Now, seemingly, to fight the actual physical battle against Amalek, we have to be in Eretz Yisrael. It's going to be after we have a king. There are a lot of conditions to be able to actually physically eradicate the seed of Amalek. So what does the Torah mean that in every single generation, Milchemet Lashemba Amalek Midor Dor, that in every generation there's going to be a war with Amalek? And the answer is because the main battle against Amalek is an Aveda Ruchnis is a spiritual battle. And we know that from the very fact, you know, tomorrow is the only time, according to most Poiskim, of the year, that it's a mitzvah deraisa, a mitzvah from the Torah for men and women to hear the laning of, of Zohar, of Amalek, of remembering the battle against Amalek. Even during the pandemic, everyone should try as much as possible to find an outdoor minion or whatever, somehow to be able to hear Zohar. It's a mitzvah from the Torah to hear the reading of the Torah. And by reading, hearing the reading of the Torah, where Mekayim, two of the 613 mitzvahs, the mitzvah to remember a Molek, not to forget a Molek. And we understand that if somehow we're reading from the Torah and we're reading the Haftorah, the story of King Saul when he tried to battle a Molek, etc., if the whole way we're battling them from generation to generation is by reading from the Torah or hearing the readings about Amalek, then the battle against Amalek is primarily, we see a ruchniyazdik, an inner spiritual battle that we're battling the Amalek that's within us. The Amalek that's within us. What does it mean that Amalek that's within us, that God has swore that every generation we have to be battling so, you know, the Zohar says, the Zohar compares Amalek to a snake, the Chavya Bisha, the bad snake that sits on a path, sits on a journey. When a person's on a journey, the snake bites you in the heel. Amalek, if you pay attention throughout Tanakh, whenever it's spoken about, to remember what Amalek did, it's talking about when we were on the journey leaving Egypt to the Promised Land. The journey leaving Egypt to the Promised Land, which of course is the story of all of our lives. Our whole life is about trying somehow to get to the Promised Land. What is the Promised Land? The ultimate promised land is also within ourselves. 
The outer circumstances of our lives, of course, has a lot to do with how we live our life, but the real way we live our life has to do with what's going on in our inner world. If we reach the promised land, then what's the promised land? When are we able to be completely at peace with Hashem in a way of holiness, in a way of happiness, in a way of peace of mind? It's when we have what Hasidus calls Das, complete Das. Egypt was when we didn't have Das. We only had Amunah. We had faith in God. When you have faith in God, then you believe God exists, but God is up above in the wild blue yonder. You're down here, and you and God are two different things. And a Malik doesn't start up with you so much. A Malik doesn't, the Malik inside of us doesn't fight us so much when we're still in Egypt. Because when we're still in Egypt, those people that don't even try to journey. You know, there are some people that have despaired. It's what Kierkegaard called the sickness unto death, which is despair, to despair of ever trying to grow anymore. There are some people that just go through life happy to be in Egypt. So Amalek doesn't fight with those people. They're just, you know, you are what you are. But if you're one of those people, and I assume you are, that we're all together trying to journey to the promised land to have das, to have a true consciousness and awareness of Hashem in a way that's inside of us that'll make us feel God within us and make us feel at peace. If we're trying to journey to that place of das, that's when a Amalek battles. Once we reach the promised land, a Amalek can't, then a Amalek can't battle us anymore. A person, a tzaddik, a person that has complete das, that has consciousness and awareness of God, that feels the sweetness, that there's nothing as sweet as that connection with Hashem, then a Amalek also can't have an effect on you. But if you're on the journey, if we're journeying, if we're still trying to go on the way, then a Amalek attacks us every time. And a Amalek is that force within us that makes us try to get rid of our Das, to make our minds completely preoccupied with a million other things, with news, with fear of the pandemic, with influencers, with what's going on around the world. There are so many distractions and so many things that are making our Das not have Yeshiva Das, not being able to be calm and to be able to focus, but the opposite. We're all suffering these days. The Amalek these days is the Amalek that's making our Das to be scattered, that our whole being is scattered in a million places and we don't feel at peace, how much more so we can't feel to, at peace enough to feel God's presence in a real way of sweetness, of to, to be able to tap into the promised land that we have within us. And therefore, this day of Moshe Rabbeinu's Yurtzeit, Moshe is all about Das. The Zohar and all the holy books teach that Moshe is the one that gives us Das. Lugabe Moshe Milta Zutrasihi, like it says in Tanya chapter 42, Moshe is the one that he till this day is still called Moshe Rabbeinu. And we all have Moshe inside of us as well. We have Moshe Rabbeinu. You know why Moshe Rabbeinu's burial place was not revealed? There are many reasons given why nobody knows where Moshe Rabbeinu was buried, but the holy books teach that the 
the deepest reason is because that he's buried inside our hearts and minds. We all have Moshe Rabbeinu inside of us. We all have a spark of Moshe Rabbeinu and that we access through trying to have Das, to trying to contemplate on God, to try to meditate, to try to quiet ourselves and allow ourselves to really feel the presence of Hashem, to use that Das to be Anshe Moshe, to be people of Moshe Rabbeinu, to tap into Moshe Rabbeinu's power of having Das, of learning Torah and doing Torah's Moshe and the mitzvahs that Moshe Rabbeinu gave us and to have that battle against Amalek in every generation. First and foremost, by tomorrow, hearing the reading from the Torah, every man and woman to do everything they possibly can to hear the reading of Zohar from the Torah. And more than that, to try to tap into the Das, the consciousness and awareness that Einoid Mavade, that only Hashem exists, and Hashem is behind the mask, the shell of everything that we're experiencing. We just have to have the Das to fight a Malik in our generation to know that and to have that sweetness and peace of mind. Good Shabbos.